1: Well,
2: I think there are a couple things. And again, part of it is you look at it, um, you know, we just got to make sure we're able to protect him. And then we'll go from there. You know, some of the decisions that we have to make in in terms of, you know, he has to make as a quarterback.
3: Ron Rivera on Sam Howe. We'll see what happens today in that presser. Um, As I mentioned uh, in the first hour of the show, I think Sam should remain the starter. Um, I do. Uh, Three more games against some very good defensive teams, really the best stretch of defensive teams they'll face uh, this year. And I want to see how he bounces back. And I just don't see the upside in playing Jacoby Brissett, even if he gives you a better chance to win, because that alone should mean you shouldn't play him. Because it's very, very important in this upcoming draft in particular that the new regime has all options available. There are three quarterbacks in particular that are probably going to go in the top ten, two in the top two. And you may need one of those and desire one of those. And if you don't, um, it would be a much better leverageable position from number three or number four than nine or ten. And that's what one more win could do. Um, So, a few other quick things. Uh, So I said I'd get to Sam. Sam was on the list of things that I did not like in the game. And there just were he just did not look comfortable yesterday he hasn't looked comfortable in a while still made some good plays here and there I thought just on the first drive the third and four you know he took that short to Samuel I thought Terry may have been open um, I think it's the process and some of the things that he's missing are probably um, the most frustrating uh, to the staff um, there was where is it hold on sorry about that yeah there was, uh, uh, where's Okay. Um, there, was, there was Sam's scramble um, on the second drive. Um, I thought that was a good play um, by Sam uh, for six yards on a third and five. He had a scramble for 14 yards and then a fourth and two where he stepped up and made a great throw to Terry McLaurin on the team's second drive of the game. Really good plays there uh, by Sam. Uh, He had a fourth and three scramble where he found, you know, extension where he found Terry for 16 yards on the second drive of the second half. The touchdown pass was kind of easy, but he made it uh, to Samuel. Three by one they had. Really good pass pro on that particular set. Um, So there were a couple of good plays. I thought the, where he escaped immediate pressure around the goal line and maybe avoided a potential safety um, to, to gain three yards was pretty good. And then I think the deep shot to Terry that he took was actually the best throw he made all day. Uh, and I thought it should have been DPI. I thought Terry's uh, inside arm, uh, which would have been his right arm in that particular situation, it, the, There's he's being yanked and held. Um, and they did not call that, uh, that would have been a big play. But the bad plays were 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 several. Um, you start with, he had another two to three balls batted down, including the fourth and one on their second drive. You know, they decided to go for that uh, at that point um, on that fourth and one. Uh, they're down only 3 nothing in, in the moment, and instead of taking the field goal, they go shotgun, they sprint him out. I know some of you hate shotgun on fourth and one, but that's, like 45% of the time in the league, and he gets the ball batted down. Uh, that's been a problem with him all year long. Long He had a screen to Williams that was you know, missed badly. Now, I don't know that it would have gone for much, um, but it was an inaccurate throw. Um, he had a, a first and 10 on their fourth drive of the first half that Witherspoon could have picked. Um, it was intended for Bates uh he had a second and 10 where gibson was wide open versus the blitz that's the play that got challenged that was not a good throw to gibson he did catch it he did catch the ball um and then on the third and four uh a few plays later you know McLaurin i thought could have had it but it was a late throw um and he took a big hit and a lot of the throws have been late recently um I thought that the one sack he did take was definitely him holding it, although there weren't a lot of options in terms of a checkdown, So I'm not sure what he could have done uh, theoretically there. Uh, and then you get to the second half. Um, he had a uh, a throw to Terry that Terry kind of short-armed a little bit, but it's because it was not a great throw either, and he was going to take a big shot. Third and five on their first drive. Total misread by Sam um, and they they dropped the interception on on a deep throw into what he thought I think he thought was going to be cover one you know kind of uh, a hole on the sideline um, it was not um, uh, first and ten shot to Deami Brown into double coverage was nearly picked off uh, and then the interception itself you know I think he misses as I mentioned early in the show. I think he misses Terry early. He's got a check down there. I don't know what his process is there. I think maybe they've gotten to the point where they've simplified it a little bit with him, partly because of his processing, partly because of the offensive line, where maybe it's 1-2 to and then start to create, and that's what he did. He started to create, and then he made the bad decision to throw the ball back over to the middle of the field. Terry got a hand on it, but it was deflected and picked off. It was not a good outing um, for Sam Howell. Uh, He's had a run of of some very, you know, average to much less than average, you know, games. I mean, the QBR numbers for him here recently, all right, um, 27.8 yesterday against the Rams, 20.5 against Miami. Um, The Dallas game was a good half. His QBR number wasn't nearly that bad, but uh you know just not a good day 11 of 26 for 102 yards uh you know a lot of people had he remained in the game would have been here today saying you know he was under duress he was immediately pressured the play calling was bad nobody helped him out the defense can't get off the field you know a lot of people would have been in here like they've been every week making every excuse. For him, when it's really been much more nuanced and much more mixed than that, a lot of this year, whether it was the Arizona game or the Buffalo game or the Chicago first half or the Giant games or the you know the the Miami game or or yesterday, a lot of this has been on him too. Um, so for Sam yesterday, this was a D performance. It wasn't an F. I still think the worst performance of the year for him, bar none was the Buffalo game. The second Giant game wasn't great either. Um, uh, the Arizona game was terrible. I mean, we, we kind of forget the first Arizona game. They needed their defense and running game to actually bail them out and pull off a win in what was a much different time. Seems like ages ago. Uh, the Giant first half was terrible, but I put all of that on Eric Bienemy I mean, and the Miami game was was lousy. It wasn't his worst game. And he wasn't battered around like he's been battered around, which is why I think the answer from Ron about we wanted to protect him, I don't know about that. I think they just had gotten frustrated with some of the things that were being missed, which, by the way, were some of the things that Jacoby Brissett probably hit on in those final two drives. A couple of other quick observations. Man, Matt Stafford is playing at a really, really nice level once again for the Rams. They've got some weapons, and they're going to be very difficult uh, if they get in as a, as a postseason team. Imagine, by the way, and it's possible depending on where they finish, but if they end up getting the sixth seed, how about Matt Stafford back in Detroit in a playoff game wildcard round weekend? Denton. That's looking more and more... Actually, likely, because Detroit, pretty good chance they'll be the three seed. They still have a chance at the two seed. Still have a chance at the one seed, actually, but I don't think San Francisco's going to lose again. And the Rams now getting close to being that six. So a six versus three. But, man, Stafford's playing well. They've got a run game with Kyron Williams when healthy. They've got weapons with Cup and Nakua and tight ends that can catch it and Robinson who can run. And then defensively, you know, they're nothing special, but they've got a couple of special players. Um, So look out for the rams like if they get in and that's that's a big if because they still have to play the saints thursday night that's a huge game in the wild card race huge game for the saints in their division race too and then they close with the niners on the road and that could be one of those games that if the niners are you know need to win it to to lock down the one seed uh, the forty you know, the the Rams would be in trouble. Although, you know, the Rams played the 49ers this year as tough as anybody did before the 49ers lost games with all their injuries. That was early in the season, though. But I was really impressed with Matt Stafford. Always been a big fan. I can remember many of you, I'm not going to name you by name, you know who you are, telling me I was nuts to want a quarterback that's a loser that has, you know, a losing record or has barely a winning record and has never won anything. Well, that's what happens when you're in Detroit all those years. Um, uh, but they've got a chance. No, I don't think anybody's got a chance to beat the 49ers, but their experience could be a problem for some teams in the first round, second round, if they were to get in. Oh, I wanted to mention one other thing, just a quick observation. I don't know if anybody else saw this, but the Rams in the second half, faced a fourth and 3. They ended up not going for it and they took a delay a game. But they sent their punt team out and then Sean McVay brought them back. And they were allowed to get a play clock reset. I don't think that that is is right. I think Washington got screwed and I kept thinking, my god, they're going to go for this and get it and it shouldn't have they shouldn't have had a play clock reset. Now their point the point they were what they were trying to achieve was a draw off side situation. And Sean just didn't do it um, at the beginning. Um, but I don't think when you send your punt team out and then pull them back, you should not be allowed for a clock, a play clock reset. That doesn't make any set, sense at all. Um, two quick things just to end. I have no idea why Sean McVay was running plays at the end. He, especially that last snap, 44 seconds left. If you have Stafford take two steps back and take a knee... The game may not be completely over. There may be a second or two difference. But then on fourth down, you just take the ball and you throw it, you know, roll them out and throw it out of bounds. Game ends. They ran Kyron Williams again. He had already fumbled. I I thought that that was really for for a guy as sharp as Sean is. You know, they did not have to run a play with 44 seconds left. I think anybody that plays Madden understands that. Um, that uh, That was a risk. On their part. Um, So I think that is it. Oh, Terrell Burgess, 24 special team snaps, but no tackles. Now you don't get a lot of tackles with Joey Sly kicking off. He kicks it through the end zone every time. Um, But uh, there were some punt, I guess, opportunities, weren't there? I don't even know. But I wonder if he'll still be first in the special teams balloting this week. All right, everybody on hold. I see you there. Stay there. Phone lines now officially open. It's the Kevin Sheehan Show on the Team 980. Team980.com, 301-230-0980.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: You know, the only saving grace about the game yesterday is that, I mean, I honestly didn't even really want to watch it, Denton, other than I had action on it um and i have to watch it but i was really i recorded the buffalo dallas game and you know wanted to try to you know catch up shortly after the game to see if it was a, a, a great game or not but that game was a one-sided beatdown so we didn't miss anything in what looked like one of the games of the year cuz there've been some good nfl and some big games coming up especially over the next over the final 3 weeks um washington will not be participating in those important games, they could play spoiler, but we certainly don't want them to play spoiler. All right, your turn. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. In a wreck, Ace Law helps you get a check. Call eighty eight eighty eight Ace Law. Uh, let's start with Chris in New Carrollton. Chris, go ahead.
4: Hey, good morning, Kevin.
3: Um, Chris, how are you? Just
4: a couple of things. I'm good. I'm good. Just a couple of things. One from the uh, Skins game yesterday, and then one from the Ravens-Jags, if you don't mind, uh, from last night. Yep. Um I don't I know you mentioned earlier this season and earlier in the show that you're afraid we're gonna go out and somehow win games with Brissette. I don't think Josh Harris is gonna let that happen. He he knows all too well about the process and tanking and and behind closed doors, him and Magic and Rails have probably already had that conversation about making sure we get the top prospect or as close to the top prospect as we can for this upcoming draft. So I I don't think there's, there's any concern with that.
3: Well, first of all, I'm not really concerned. Like I'm not sitting here telling you they have a much better chance to beat the Jets with Brissett versus Hal. Okay, the Jets defense offensively are just horrendous. It's a great matchup, intriguing matchup. The worst or the 31st worst defense in the league uh, per DVO- DVOA against one of the worst offensive football teams DVO- DVOA's measurement is seen in years. So w- there's going to be a chance they can hang in there in kind of a low-scoring game. Um, I just, I think Jacoby Brissett is a better quarterback than Sam Howell right now. That means nothing about what I think future, you know, what they would look like in the future. I still like a lot of what Sam's done this year. I do. But he has regressed against better defenses. And we wanted to see what he would look like against better defenses. And it's not gotten better. It's not stayed the same. It's gotten worse. And right. they got frustrated, I think, yesterday with a lot of what he hasn't continued to develop with, which is sort of processing and decision-making, and they yanked him. I'm surprised they did that. I kind of wish, uh, other than for the show's purposes, which it, you know it, it's probably a good thing, I kind of wish they had not... Done that. Um, I'm. I'm looking forward to, and I hope Ron sticks with his word from yesterday to start Sam the rest of the year. But whether or not Jacoby gives him a better chance of winning a game versus Sam, look, they're really bad on defense. They're terrible on defense, so and then, they don't and have a lot of ch- chances to win these games anyway, except for the one upcoming. Did you have anything else? Sorry.
4: Yeah, yeah. Just, just one last thing from the Ravens-Jags game. Um, you you harp all the time about awful clock management and bad decisions. But at the end of the first half, the Jags had a big play down the field to get them inside the five or the ten, with no timeouts. And instead of coming down the field and spiking the ball or at least throwing it into the end zone, they threw the ball into the flat and got tackled in bounds. And the last like seven, eight, nine, ten seconds round You're talking about Jacksonville. I mean Yes, Jacksonville. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was that
3: was as bad as it gets. And by the way, it was all on Trevor Lawrence. Because I I, I wanted to see how that happened. Lawrence has the authority in that particular spot to to call for the spike or call for whatever play that they have practiced in that situation. He went with the play. It was terrible. Terrible. You got
4: Into the end zone, if you're not going to spike the ball,
3: though. no, you got to spike on. it. There would have been 20 seconds left. You right. would have had three shots if right. you wanted three shots or two shots in a field goal. But yes, right. I, I if, if you're going to snap it and burn the 10 to, to 11 you know, seconds already, the ball's got to go into the end zone for sure. That was, they, they four, that was they terrible. Four chances, four chances like they in the, the first half, goals, no points.
4: Four, four field, two field goals, he fumbled, and then that yep. boneheaded play.
3: Yeah. I, no, I completely agree with you. Um, that should have been a much closer game than the score, final score indicated. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Let's go to D.C. Raf or Raff. D.C. Raff, go ahead.
5: Uh, good, good morning,
6: Kevin. How you doing?
3: Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Man, now I'm doing it just great.
5: Uh, what I wanted to say most was, um, you know, they knew about the evaluation of Sam Howard. From the beginning of from the beginning of the season, and I'm a little disappointed. how they handled the whole situation from the beginning. And one of the things um, when Jacoby Brissett got upset about uh, Sam Howell um, being the starter, he he was right, right rightly so. I know everybody want to see Sam Howard do good. I want to see Sam Howard do good. But I don't know if the guy can even read defenses. But um,
6: going forth, um,
5: I I think they did right by benching him. And I I don't think I want to see him start again. I think he needs to sit on the bench and learn uh, a little more than what he's doing.
3: All right. Well, thanks. Um, Apparently, Jacoby Brissett's been a phenomenal mentor to Sam. Uh, I still think through 14 games now – We've seen a lot of good from Sam, but a lot of the good from Sam really has come from his ability to create and make plays off schedule, which, by the way, is one of those things that when you're looking for a backup quarterback, you want a guy with more mobility, typically, so... If he's not as good processing or doing some of the things that your starter does, he can make some plays. And Sam can make plays. And he's made a lot of plays. And I think it's crucial in this day and age to have a quarterback that that can extend. He's also, not, not at any time this year, shown us anything other than legitimate NFL starter arm strength. But there's a lot more to the game than that. And those are the things that we've been sitting here discussing all year long. Some weeks good. Some weeks, not good. Recently, against better defenses, not good at all. Um, But again, only 14 starts doesn't mean he can't improve in a lot of these areas. The thing that's bothered me, and I've talked about this all season long, is Sam is a shorter quarterback. You can't change that. Some shorter quarterbacks play short and some don't. I have felt all season long watching him. He leads the league in batted balls against him. That at times, in the pocket in particular, it's hard for him to see it. Uh, physically hard for him to see it. Um, let's go to Hal in Kensington. Hal, thanks for holding. Go ahead.
1: Hey, Kevin. Great show as always. I totally agree 100% on the clock ma- management. At the end of the game, it was awful. I remember when the ball was caught and down. There was over four minutes. I said to my son, you got to score right away, right away. Uh, You want as much time as possible to stop them. They may get a first down. He's like, oh, they got three timeouts. Don't worry about it. There was no sense of urgency. And then when the clock was inside of two and a half minutes, again, they wait. I couldn't believe it. You got a timeout coming up. Don't burn it. It was awful. You nailed it 100%. With regard to um, the quarterback situation, yeah, I want to see more from how. Here's where I totally 100% disagree with you. Kevin, this issue of uh, of of lose of winning games or losing games. What? Because if you don't get the first round pick, you might not get Kyler Murray or Baker Mayfield or Bryce. Understood. Young. I so understand that. At first, and, and, and oh, but you might get Brock Purdy if you draft last. I mean, it, so you, so you'd you you'd prefer to have a worse draft choice? No, I don't prefer to. I think that it's is I prefer to have my team try to win every single game so I can evaluate my players. And if I think Jacoby Brissett might just might turn into Geno Smith, I don't know that that's going to happen. I don't know that I prefer him over Sam Howell. I actually think Howell probably still has more potential in my mind. But if I'm evaluating players, I'm thinking Jacoby Brissett might turn into Geno Smith and get me to the playoff, give me a playoff run in a couple of years, then I want him w- uh, playing my last three, four games so I can have him – Throw to Terry and see how good he could possibly be. So that's why, I just I think this idea of tanking just doesn't make sense. They're well, just first of all, bugs. you I understand, you, underst- you
3: understand us talking about hoping that they lose isn't a reality in that locker room. Like there, they, the players aren't going out there with the intention of playing poorly and losing the game. Um, but but look, your point, your initial point is totally fair. Like the the, the, the the chances that you're going to get that quarterback at number three or number four are still less than 50 50. Now, they're much higher picking that high in the draft. My one pushback to you would be this in this particular draft, because there are three guys minimum that are going to be desired in the top five more likely than not you have so much more leverage if you decide that you don't love one of those guys. If you do love one of those guys, you have a chance to draft him. If you don't, you have so much more leverage and you can create more opportunities for further down the draft where maybe you could get your Brock Purdy. I wouldn't be trying to win games because... Brock Purdy was picked with the final pick in the draft. But I do understand your overall thought, and we've talked about this many times. I mean, you're right. I mean, you know, these quarterbacks are are, are major crapshoots no matter how high you take them. I just would rather have the higher pick this year than the lower pick.
1: I understand. I think your best argument there, Kevin, I agree with him, and then of course I'll let you go is if other teams are going to value that first, second, or third pick super highly, then you can leverage that into several valuable picks down the road, uh, down in the draft. That, to me, is a good argument. But the argument about finding the best quarterback, I just think there are too many examples of the Mahomeses and the Rodgerses and the Jalen Hurtses and the Tom Brady's uh, who have were not drafted? Well, Mahomes in the first, was a first round or pick. Or he was
3: number eleven overall. Rod, well, Rodgers Rogers right, was also the in the first five
1: round. or six. I said first five or six picks.
3: Oh right. yeah, yeah. I said, no, 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 no. Mahomes was. You're it. right. You're, you I mean, the the quarterback. Dra- look, the draft in particular is a crapshoot. You know, one out of three, you're doing pretty good if you get a contributor three years down the road. But you're right about the quarterbacks. Here's the problem: is that all of the as we exhausted the conversation during the off season. Still, most of your like the you know ninety something percent of the elites of the elites have come in the first round, and most of those in the top half of the first round. The needle in a haystack, Brock Purdy's more often than not. Like it's twenty-seven out of twenty, out of thirty over the last twelve years or whatever the numbers uh, were in terms of, of 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 day three quarterbacks. But thanks for the call, as always, Hal. And and again, I think that a big part of wanting them. Because I hate this time of year, and I hate rooting for this, but in this particular draft, you want to be in the best possible position from an options and leverage standpoint. If there's a quarterback there that you love, you want to be able to draft him, and you wouldn't if you win another game, more likely than not. And if you don't like him, and others do, you want to be able to leverage that into multiple picks or who knows, maybe another quarterback, maybe Justin Fields. Who said that? I didn't say that. Um, I, uh, I, 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 yes, and the players, like, openly tanking just doesn't, that doesn't happen. That's an organizational thing. So, organizationally, if they're going to openly tank, it's not going to be preset or how. It's going to be whoever the QB on the practice squad is. Do they have one on the practice squad? I have no idea. Um, let's go to Pauly. Pauly, go ahead. Big guy, hell
5: to the W! How you doing, man? What's up, brother? I got, I got three things real quick, man. First of all, I want to hear them callers that was calling in for over the past month saying Terry, Terry was washed. He can't get separation. He can't get off the line of scrimmage.
3: Nobody said so, Terry uh, is washed. Of, Who said Terry is so washed? Had, here, here come these straw man, these these exaggerated things.
5: Listen, man, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about a okay. lot of these callers up here were saying that Terry was... Terry's done. not an we elite need to get, receiver. We need to get you criticized. would agree with that? that, that we're not, we not talking. I'm not saying okay. elite. What I'm saying is he's productive. He's 106 catches and 140 yards and a touchdown for, for production. He's a that number one receiver team.
3: somewhere in the top 12 to 15 in this league. Yeah, we Somewhere have the cool
5: around there. That because, because of the youth of the quarterback and the incohesion of the offense. That's what I've been right. saying. Number two, number two, I said this at the beginning of the year, all right? Ron Rivera wanted to win games. He was taught uh, Jacoby percent Right. It should have been an open competition from the beginning, but it wasn't because he wanted to prove that he was uh, Ron, Ron the magician and he could pull a trip-round draft pick out and, and make him into Tom Brady. But he should have been starting per from the beginning. See what we didn't what we didn't realize was that the development of the quarterback was was going to consist of throwing the ball thirty and forty times a game, and that leads me into my last comment. Here, here, here he go, here he go, spot number three at the enemy. See what happens when you run the ball. But come on, Ron, you said it yourself eleven months ago. We want to be two to three. And run the pass ratio. Well, they didn't the run the ball it, well man. yesterday. I, I know, but that's what Ron said. See what happens
3: when you run the ball. My yeah, I know, it, is, but that was so. that, that was off because they didn't run it effectively yeah. yesterday.
5: Listen, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just talking okay. about Ron Rivera taking another shot at Eric Bieniemy.
3: Oh that's yes, yes. I, no, 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 You're right. That <laughs> was a bit. Yeah. I, I I heard it that way too. Yes.
5: Yeah. I, here he go taking another shot at Eric Bieniemy, but Ron, you was the guy that. That proclaimed 11 months ago that you wanted two-to-three-run <laughs> ratio, but then you hire this man, and then you start a, a quarterback and have him throw the ball 30, 40 times a game when you got three good running backs. So, once again, Ron doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't know what he's doing, you know. So, hey, we just got three more games to go through this. And, and, and as you say, as a fan, man, as a fan, we are armchair head coaches and, and officer coordinators and general managers. So we can root for that, that, the best draft picks possible you know, but like you said, inside right. that building and them players, they they're not feeling like that because they actually got something to lose. You know what I mean? Jobs and, and money. So sure. of course they're gonna play differently, man. But it is what it is. But I'm, I'm so sick of Ron, man. I don't even want to hear him. But I, it's just like I, I just can't believe how he just keep taking shots at Eric B. Enemy, man. Like him and him and um Andy Reid's relationship is, has to be strained after this season. Has to be, man. I will take that off, man.
3: Hell to the dog. Well, I mean, it's like, Paulie, real quickly, are you still there? Okay. It's just like the, the, the whole ridiculous RG3 Sam Howe thing from last week. Like, you know, it's the rumors. Yeah, I hate rumors. I hate anonymous sources. I hate people say. People say Ron said. Ron said it in training camp. The players are coming to him around Eric Bieniemy's back to express concern. No, uh, there. The, like uh, the other thing too, and I was going to say to him, I remember specifically after the Buffalo games when Ron said, "We got to look at other things, not just the players. We got to look at what we're doing." And that was the first indication that Ron was getting the itch to be like, "I don't like all this throwing the football. We've had when we've had the minimal minimal success that we've had here. We've run the football. We've been balanced. We've we've done that. They didn't run the football well yesterday." I mean, they didn't run it well at all. Take Sam Howell's scrambles out of the equation and even Brissett's nine-yard scramble, and they average like 3.3 3 yards per carry. 301 um, 230 Let's go to Kevin. Kevin, go ahead.
7: Hey, Kev. Yeah, thank you for taking my call. You know, I got out for the good old days. Remember how hard Joe Dyson had to fight to get the job away from Sonny and Billy, you know? I know we don't have that luxury with the salary cap and whatever, but, you know, it used to be you literally had to win the job, not just be given the job because you're the young guy. we got to see if you're – and so Jacoby says, Well, all year well me, Kev,
3: yesterday. Kev, I want to interrupt you right there because it was a response that I wanted to also say to Paulie.
2: Okay, sure. I'm Go
3: not ahead. sure that even if it was a true training camp battle – that Jacoby Brissett would have beaten him out. By all accounts, Brissett didn't have a great camp, and Hal did. So I'll just leave it at that. Go.
7: Yeah, and, well, and as you know, they're, they're practice players and they're game players. But, again, we can't know right. until you see both. But I guess what I really want to say is, with a lot of gnashing you know, of the teeth about the people that are there right now, from Ron to Sam to Jacoby to whomever, I've, so over that i'm so i can't even think about yesterday or the next three games i know we have to do that but all i care about is what are we going to do next and just to those howlers out there that you know want to go ballistic anytime anyone suggests maybe if we have a top five pick we ought to consider drafting a quarterback and have to compete with how i mean you're not going to be in the top five god willing very often when you are and you don't have a franchise quarterback, we don't. We might have Gardner Minshew in how. Uh, you get one, or you try. At least if we miss this time, it's not like with Robert Griffin where we gave up three number ones. It's our number one. It's our turn to try and take a shot. We blew that opportunity in 2020 by taking Chase instead of Tua or Justin. We can't do that again. So I just want to say that to the Hal Howl Howers out there. Back off. Well, they're never – I
3: mean, you won't even hear from them this week. Trust me. Well,
7: I know, but I have to say, make you feel better.
3: I know, and I'm totally with you. I mean, and I think what you said, because you and I have talked about this both off and on the air. Yeah. Like, the Gardner-Minshew thing really is, like, a really good comp. You know, maybe it's Baker Mayfield, and and Baker's playing some pretty good football, too. You know, Baker can really throw it. Sam can really throw it. But you – what, what what we've learned through 14 games, anybody through 14 games that is convinced that based on what they've seen, they've got greatness at the position I, I and that there's no reason to look or explore with yeah. a top three or four pick. <laughs> I just can't – I'm just not anywhere near there. I haven't been all year. I like a lot of what Sam does. And, by the yeah, way, Gardner Minshew too. can play a little bit. He's going to probably be a starting yeah, quarterback can. in a playoff game this year.
7: Yes, but, he can. Yeah. Can I say one other thing, Kev? Yeah. I think the other thing that's kind of button up against this is we're also pissed at how degraded the offensive line became. And we all at this franchise and this fan base know the value, particularly at left tackle. I mean, let's go through them. Hermeling, Jacoby, Lachey, Samuel, Williams. Yeah, I love left tackle. I would love to get the best left tackle in the draft. But if we don't have the quarterback yet, sorry, this is a rebuild. This isn't a reload. This is three years away from maybe competing. Get the quarterback when he got a shot. Ron proved to everyone, oh, I'm going to just drop the quarterback in after I build everything else. Well, that was a
3: disaster. I'm sorry. I just
7: go get the quarterback. No, no, no. Good call as always.
3: I'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go to let's go to Jason in Omaha. Jason, go
6: ahead.
7: What's up, Kevin?
6: Hey, Jason. What's happening, man? A lot has changed in a few weeks. I would say um, I was a I I I was in the Sam Howe camp, you know. Uh, but over the past couple weeks. Um, I haven't listened to you over the past couple of weeks, but over the past couple of weeks, I've, I've just seen bad quarterback play. And it's not getting the ball out your hand. Um, it's not reading uh, what's right there in front of you. So, and I think that's why um, Ron Rivera pulled him. And I can see a scenario where Jacoby plays next week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, it's going to be a short leash again. So from here on out, and I think that's why Ron did it. I mean, he knows what's going to come at the end of the season. Um, he didn't want to go out of that stadium yesterday with just seven points, and uh, he made a move. So um, Sam has has regressed, um, and not even regressed. He hasn't gotten better at the little things. And the number one thing, and one of your callers mentioned too, um, of a quarterback you uh like the main thing <clears throat> you have to have situational awareness in the game um so like what Trevor Lawrence did was very bad last night, um so that that cost him points, and you see with Sam howe he doesn't understand, and again, maybe he needs to sit more, but he's he he's showing you that he doesn't. Understand situational football, so yeah, um, Uh, I I think that's 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 why they made the change, you know. Yeah, Uh,
3: yeah, I I appreciate the call as always. I don't think. Ron may say it again today. Um, they were trying to protect him. He's taken a beating in some of these games because of offensive line play, because he holds the ball too long, because he doesn't see it. Yesterday wasn't one of those games where he was taking a beating, uh, really. Um, so uh, you know the the idea that it was to protect him. I think they were frust- frustrated. I think that there were a lot of things that what we even in, in some of his big games, you know, on Mondays they're looking at the film and saying. You know, why did you why you go off schedule here? Made a great play. You know, after you went off schedule, you found Terry down the field or you found Jahan or you found Curtis down the field for a big play. But why didn't you, in the progress of the play, take this? It was there, the way we had schemed it up. I think a lot of that has been the issue. I think what John wrote about last week, you know, a lot of the pre-snap stuff. Um, but remember, too, that... They have played better teams the last three weeks, better defensive teams. And so we were looking at that, you know, after the Seattle game when he played pretty well through for 300. That was like his third straight, or was it his third or fourth straight 300 yard? performance against Seattle and he was you know leading the league in passing yards and all of those different things but we said look at the defenses and look at their true rankings you know per things like DVOA man they have not faced many good defenses um, this year but there were plenty coming up and he has definitely regressed in his play but it doesn't mean that it isn't still part of what we thought would be, I think most reasonable people thought, would be an up-and-down first year as a starting quarterback. It was always going to be up-and-down. And then we were going to, at the end of the year, say, are the ups worth continuing to pursue? Or are the downs and the ups just you know, not intriguing enough? And you got three more. I want to see him play against the Jet defense on Sunday. That is a nasty defense. I mean they are still as bad as they are offensively one of the worst teams in NFL history on offense they are still in a lot of the games especially like at halftime in some of these games against teams like Washington for sure um, uh, Zach Wilson got hurt yesterday I think they're gonna play Trevor Simeon if they don't play Aaron Rodgers, which I don't expect uh, but I want to see uh, I want to see him he, one thing he's proven he's tough he's a gamer. You know, we said that about the guy last year, but this guy's got you know much more physical ability. I want to see how he bounces back against the Jets. I want to continue to evaluate him. I I, my lean, as it's been all year long, is probably if we're in the top five of the draft, looking seriously at taking a quarterback. I'm a big Jaden Daniels fan, and I don't know how you could turn down the talent of Caleb Williams. But there's a lot that we don't know about these guys right now. But um, you know, that the, the, this wasn't the the long-term elite franchise answer. I think we I think we all know that now. It's not the elite franchise answer. Could it be a guy like Gardner Minshew that, you know, is making a run with a decent team and a pretty good coaching staff around him? Um could it be Proc, Brock Purdy in a Kyle Shanahan system? I don't know. Purdy really processes very quickly. Maybe it's easier when people are wide open as much as Debo Sam, Samuel Ayuk and Kittle are and McCaffrey are. All right, if you're on hold, stay there. few more calls I see on hold, stay there. I promise I'll get to you next. And then Ben Standing will join us at noon. Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team 980 and the Team 980com
8: Yesterday one of the games of the week at least on paper was the Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills. It ended up being an absolute runaway, literally and metaphorically for Buffalo. They win 31 to 10. Josh Allen just 7 of 15 for 94 yards passing and they still win by 21 thanks to 266 yards rushing. The Bills ran it 49 times for 266 yards and three touchdowns. Meanwhile, for Dallas, Dak Prescott, 21-34, 134 yards and an interception. Dallas ran for 89 yards on 20 carries tonight's a matchup on Monday night football. You got the Eagles traveling to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. There's been some questions this weekend about the playing status of Eagles quarterback, Jalen hurts. According to NFL network today, the plan is that Jalen hurts is going to try and play tonight. He's been feeling ill over the last couple of days, but he's going to attempt to give it a go for Philadelphia tonight. And that's what's trending.
1: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month.
0: New iPhone 15s? It's here. Only at T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month. with Eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.
3: All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? This from Mark on Twitter. Notice how Larson went out and Hal got pulled. Um, knowing Gates is now under center, hence we wanted to protect him. It's simple reasoning. Thank you for that. Um, I did know that Larson went out. I did not actually realize that it was it synced up with the moment that um, that uh, Brissette came in. Uh, also, uh, you had. Uh, Going out, uh, Leno Jr. and Lucas coming in. Let me just say this. I didn't think the pass pro was that bad all day. It wasn't terrible like it's been at times. I think Sam hurried uh, out of the pocket a couple of times. Got pressured a couple of times, too. Very interesting, though, with Brissette in there looking big, strong in the pocket. They rushed four, and they did have five to to a time six protecting with Brissette like they have had with, uh, with Sam in. Uh, he didn't really get sniffed uh, in the pocket. Um, so maybe Gates, maybe giving Gates that second chance worked for Gates. Um, but that's an interesting perspective. Well, I Ron, don't think...
8: Ron did address that in the presser, if you want. What did that. he say? All right, here, here's Ron addressing that question.
4: Coach, i okay. talking about protecting Sam. Was that kind of a game flow protection or because you also lost some linemen during
3: the game?
2: I think it's more of just a game flow. You know, it's one of those things you get to this point and, and when teams are just putting their ears back, it, it's you know, um, and got a lot of faith in who Jacoby is for us.
3: Yeah, I was i was just going to say, and I had not heard that, I was just going to say that I don't know that it had, I don't know that it w- was definitely just because Larson was out of the game and they felt that Sam would then really be at a disadvantage protecting himself. Maybe, and look, one of the things that was said about Larson's, you know, um, Larson being put back into the lineup is that they were getting better protections and better schemed up pass pro wise. And so with Sam, maybe not being ready to help as much and we are going to have a gate Sam house situation. Maybe that was in his mind. He says it wasn't could be, but I appreciate Mark. You, um, you mentioning that uh, for sure. Um, and then hold on. Where is it? Um, from Joel, honestly, I don't even care how Sam performs the next three games. If a new GM evaluates Williams, May, Daniels, or, or Penix, believes one of these guys have the potential to be elite and has the opportunity to draft him, you must do it, period. That's like the, the, the tweet we got from Yanni last week who said, basically it goes like this. If they evaluate these quarterbacks as quarterbacks that will be much better than Sam Howell, then draft him. If they don't, then don't. Yeah, that's the way it should work and hopefully will work. Uh, Ian, Ian, go ahead. Personally, I'm so glad Jacoby Brissett...
2: I'm here. Do you hear
3: me? Yeah, Yeah, I got you now.
2: Okay. I personally am so glad that Jacoby Brissett played because what it did is it showed what this offense with, quote-unquote, this offensive line, this receiving core, and this coaching staff can look like with a competent person. As you've said before, Sam Howell leads the league as in he is the worst in the league in the following categories. Turnovers, interceptions, sacks, sack yardage, batted balls. In no way should he be the quarterback of this team next year. I don't care if it's in the first round, second round, third round, all of the rounds. They need a quarterback and he is not it. We've seen enough. And just to see a two-drive glimpse of Jacoby Brissett showing you what he's doing in the same coaching staff, the same receivers, the same offensive line, that quote-unquote gets all the blame when Sam Howe does something wrong. Nope, it wasn't that. It wasn't any of those things. It was Sam Howe. And, again, he's a fifth-rounder for a reason. Again, he's small. He's he has no pocket feel. He runs into hits. I don't care if he's tough. He's idiotically tough because he takes foolish hits. He is not a starting NFL quarterback, and that will be proven over the next three games. And, of course, I don't want Brissette playing because he'll win some games, and then we'll lose draft position. And I think with the top-four pick, there's three or four quarterbacks any of which would be better than Jacoby Brissett, or I'm sorry, than Sam Howell and frankly, Jacoby Brissett. So draft a quarterback. Don't overthink this.
3: Well, I'm definitely with you on the last part, and you know I'm with you on a lot of the parts too. Um, but I think what you've done during the course of the year is that you've had it in your mind that he can't play a lick. Um, and i think he has definitely proven over 14 games that he is at the very least you know a competent backup if not maybe a low end starter depending on the scheme the system and by the way with a lot more experience because a lot of the intangibles that we've had with, with that we haven't had with previous guys he apparently has so um but you know uh, i'm i'm like I've said, in what other world, you know, three weeks ago, in what other world where would we have thought that a guy that leads the league in interceptions, leads the league in sacks allowed, leads the league in batted balls, his QBR is twenty first or twenty second in the league, his passer rating is twenty second or twenty third, and oh by the way, the team's four and seven or whatever they were at the time, and what other, in what world would we have thought before the season started that we'd still be even talking about him? Um, but we are because he had some really good games. He did. He had some really good games that weren't just all off schedule, you know, scrambling, creating plays. He had some really good games, especially some of those games where they were really excelling with quick game early. Um, let's go to Andrew in Fairfax. Andrew, go ahead.
9: I, yeah, I've i, I, I enjoyed listening to this conversation, and I guess as I take a step back and look at the end of the Rivera regime and how we want to prepare next year as we hire a GM new coaching staff and draft maybe a quarterback or whatever we do, I think, that to me, the big idea is that our our decision-makers, our coaches and, and uh, our front office, they are, in a word, they are too old. And and I hate the the harshness by which that sounds, but success in the NFL right now is happening between or among the the young coaches, uh, general managers like Howie Roseman, who are willing to take risks, who are not doing it by the book. And I mean, the Rivera era was all about just by the book and an unwillingness to pivot, a lack of agility and thinking and strategizing. And I think that's why he failed among other reasons. And I think what, however we decide to go forward with the quarterback, clearly Howell is not the answer. He could be a backup for another year or two and then turn into Jim Plunkett or so. I don't know. But uh, he's, he's Heineken plus with a, a very good arm. But we need new thinking, younger thinking, and more agile thinking.
3: Yeah, thanks. Look, I mean, you've got examples of teams that are doing pretty well with old-school you know, guys. I I, I understand some of these guys think younger. I don't think it's an age thing. I think it's a mindset thing um, for sure. I mean, Andy Reid's not young. Um, You know, John Harbaugh at this point's been in the league forever. Uh, These are two of the better teams in the league, and, you know, I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody or two. Um, But I get your point, and I definitely – over the last you know, couple of years have understood two things about this regime. Number one, Ron Rivera is not the same coach that he was in Carolina. He is a CEO delegator, and he's had far too much on, on his plate. He's not actually capable. Um, in so many different ways of being a coach and the general manager and by the way, the face and voice of an organization that's led by, you know, a really bad guy who's under investigation every other week. A lot of this stuff that was thrown on him wasn't intended to be thrown on him. That's why I'm willing to, you know, certainly give him a break for a lot of this stuff. but it's been it's been small thinking to your point, um, and in-game, out-of-game, in-season, off-season. Um, I can't disagree with that. Joe's been on hold for a while. Joe, finish it up for us. Thanks. Hey, Kevin. I'm well, Joe.
10: Okay, so I'll, uh, real quick, before I make my points, I just want to say thank you for this whole year. You've been really great. It really was great to talk to you. And you know, hopefully we have better times ahead. I mean with this ownership. But always appreciate talking to you every week on your show and thank you for always. Well, you're my very time. nice to say, it say it. that, Joe. Hopefully we
3: enough. got three weeks le- left and we've been doing this together for a long time yeah. in circumstances that feel very similar, with one big difference. There's actually light at the end of the tunnel because we don't have the same owner anymore. But go ahead, real quickly. Uh yeah. tell me about yesterday so, and, and your thoughts.
10: So so quick uh, I got three quick side notes. Oh my God, can, is Cameron Cheeson, can we just keep him out in Los Angeles and never see him again? I mean, finally, they said last night in post-game show, yes, we will evaluate that because it's unacceptable. Well, what were you doing all season? I mean, you almost got your bet. one of your best players injured yesterday in Tresla. Luckily, Trestway was able to come back and down a punt at the eight-yard line. Terry McLaurin. not only did he get held on that, by one arm on that one-handed catch, which was miraculous. Too bad he didn't stay in bounce on that. That should have been a penalty. But also, right after Rivera challenged the call on the, on the Antonio Gibson catch, Terry McLaurin takes a vicious helmet-to-helmet hit. That doesn't get called either. I mean, I now would those plays make let the points? I don't know, but it still doesn't make any sense. And a real quick point about Terry McLaurin, you know, Kevin, when Jacoby Brissett came in the game yesterday, that is now the 11th different quarterback that has thrown Terry McLaurin the football in five years. Terry McLaurin always lets his play play on the field do the talking, but there's got to come a point where Terry is probably wondering. What are we doing here? I mean, because he keeps yeah. making all these plays for us, but it's like right. All this every year is a different quarterback. I mean, I don't think he's going to go anywhere, but still. So Merry Christmas. I'll talk to
3: you soon. Yeah, you too, Joe. Thanks. Uh, ben Standing will join us next. Kevin Sheehan, show the Team 980.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.